a little bit of piping in. I just want to throw that Maybe out Maybe someone from the Metrodome was running the sound? <laughs> it could huh? be. Okay. Matt O'Lean's with us from Prairie Public Television, movie guru. Good enough to be with us here on Couch Potato Radio for a little flicks in football. How you been, Matt? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Did you watch your old guy, your Ohio State Buckeye, Cardell Jones, at all on Saturday? Or No, I don't watch the XFL. It's not bad. But it's it's, not, it's a not bad. I'm glad he did well. He'll never have to pay, as I said, for another drink or, or dinner in the state of Ohio for the rest of his life. Three <laughs> magical days. Three magical games. Why Why do you say you'll never watch the XFL? I just, I just you know, I, I have to cut stuff out of my viewing diet. I only have time for so much stuff. Sure. And I just. You know, I watch enough NFL in college. That's enough for me. I need a break. From yeah, it. I think that's the way. I mean, it's amazing as we get older, we kind of, we kind of do prune that tree a little bit, right? Where you just you, you don't. Yep. Yeah. You, you you just uh, for I used to watch college basketball all the time, and then I think, oh. and but I just don't do that anymore. Can't and, even watch it anymore. Yeah. Now, what that, you talk about a sport that's been ruined by the one and done. I mean, I I I'm not trying to get on my high horse, but I could care less about college basketball anymore. And see, what I think college, what has hurt college basketball more than anything else, in my opinion, is that every conference decided to have a tournament. Because I think it was a little bit of a, a, yeah. a, a novelty with the ACC or whatever. But now you're just, you kind of play the tournament, then the tournament doesn't mean anything. It's just like we're just right. waiting. And, and it doesn't make any sense. To And I think, you, yep. much like the Summit League, you got to qualify for what, the top eight or whatever. And if you're the bottom dwellers, we're not going to make it. I mean, I don't know if I really so like you don't it. like it that you could go seventh in the regular season of the summit and still get to the big dance if you put three good three or four good games together. Well, I think for the mid majors to have that like an extension of the actual tournament doesn't bother me. I just think that the power five conferences that have meaningless conference tournaments that doesn't make any sense. If that, I mean, I, I just because it, it doesn't really seem to matter much. I mean. If you have Duke has lost like three games all year, go to the ACC tournament, get knocked out in the quarterfinals, it can still be a one seed. So what's the, I, I just what's think, the point? I think what it is, Derek, my opinion is that the, you have to do three years in college football. And I know a lot of people complain about that. You should be able to go pro. Every, there's rules in life. No matter where you go, there's going to be rules about things. There, I can't. I can't go. Like my son is getting out of high school in May. He can't go work for an engineering firm right now. Yeah. You've got to go to NDSU and get that engineering degree. So I like the three-year rule for football. At least you can get used to a kid like J.K. Dobbins or, or Nick Bosa for three years at Ohio State. Then they're gone. I wish it was four. I mean, yeah, I wish we'd have had Nick Bosa this year opposite Chase Young. My goodness, can you imagine that? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> we got it a little bit last year for three games before the TCU game, but um, at least there's that. With college basketball, it is just – you know, the Kentuckys and the Dukes, it's just you're one and done and you're out, you know. And, and who's the kid for Memphis now? He's like, was he quit the team, Derek? Yeah, he quit the team he's like in gonna, December. Gonna get, yeah, yeah, he's going to get ready for the draft now. So what do you play, like three games? Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you know? how much do you guys think it's going to change now when these kids can start becoming their own industry? You know, I mean, they're going to be able well, to market themselves. I mean, if you're a Zion Williamson, I mean – I think being a star at Duke for three years, being able to market yourself might be more profitable than going to the league right away. We'll see. I'm glad the NCAA buckled on that because they would have had a a real problem on their hand if only the Pac-12 was allowing their, 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 you know, athletes to get paid or, or to, you know, profit off or off a likeness or, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. So, 
We'll Ca- see. Cal- right. California does their own thing, and that would have been, created a problem yeah. for the rest of the NCAA, yeah. that is for That's sure. Great. Madeline with us, uh, Flicks and Football, and many other things from Perry Public Television. Derek Hansen, Tate McNamara with you here on Couch Potato Radio. Yeah, it just kinda, it's fun to see this alternative thing. Speaking of California, Hollywood last night, uh, your take on it. How was the show? I, I couldn't believe I fell asleep, but uh, how was the show overall, do you think? Oh, you know, people get all, you know, about the show and how did it go and no host. I mean, I like Chris Rock and Steve Martin coming out at the beginning and doing a little monologue. I, I think it works okay without a host. Sure. Uh, I mean, it was, this was a great year for movies, Derek. I mean, so much better than 2018. And I said going in, I, I did I did correctly call Bong Joon-ho for director. A lot of people thought Sam Mendes was going to win for 1917. I just had a feeling that things were, were going the other way. I, I still thought 1917 would get picture. I thought there'd be a split, but uh, at least I felt good about feeling that Parasite was kind of on a roll. Uh, it, to me, there were three great movies this year, Parasite, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Any of those choices would have been better than the last two, Green Book and Shape of Water, uh, which would not even have gotten a sniff this year. So it's really inconsistent year to year, but this was a great year. Uh, I think it's great that Parasite won. It, it was, if I had a gun to my head, I probably would have voted Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for picture and Bong Joon-ho for director, but um, uh, it, it, it was a great movie. It's an accessible movie, too, Derek. A lot of people, it is at the Fargo Theater again. They brought it back, and a lot of people missed it the first time. Trust me, it's like a Hitchcock thriller. You don't know what's coming. And when I say success, accessible, a lot of people I run into, oh, I can't stand the subtitles, I can't do foreign movies. Just give it a chance, because... Yes, it's stylish and everything else, but it's got a plot. It's not some you know thing that people can't comprehend that's so strange, like a Terrence Malick movie, where you almost have no plot. There's a plot to it. It's interesting. The acting is good. You just got to read subtitles for a couple hours. But once you're into it, I think you'll kind of forget about the subtitles. You know, it's interesting to say that because the subtitles don't no- normally bother me that much. And Oh, a lot of people can't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it. Yeah, yep. and it's kind of funny with that because it. Does, I mean, you think about the earliest things. I got used to it when I was a kid, you know, just watching Star Wars, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they had subtitles on certain things, and, and Empire Strikes yeah. Back would have you. Jabba the Hutt, you didn't know what he's saying unless you had subtitles. And you think about that, it's so unnecessary to have subtitles in Star Wars. I mean, it's all, it's not like here. It's, it's mm-hmm. so f- science fiction, but it's never bothered me. And one of my favorite trilogies, right when I got Netflix, and I guess you're coming up on what? eight years that I've had Netflix now, but the, they did the original Swedish version of uh, the girl, girl the, with the dragon tattoo. I, th- that trilogy was better than the American version. I don't know if you agree oh, with no me. No question. Yeah. I mean, the American <laughs> version, they never even made a second one. No. You know, so, cause the first, it just didn't. Yeah. Daniel Craig was miscast. I thought, and uh, yeah, the, and Hollywood better not remake parasite because there's no reason to, you know, right. come up with your own material. No, I like that a lot. So, I mean, and it's funny because a lot of people are thinking 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but, boy, this late momentum that came up, it kind of caught a lot of people like myself off guard, but you were kind of seeing this the last, what, 48, 72 hours? Oh, I was seeing it for about a week and a half. The Once Upon a Time in Hollywood momentum had peaked. I knew it wasn't going to get picture or director. I thought Tarantino had a shot at screenplay, but when, when it lost to Parasite for screenplay, that's when I knew this might be a big night for Parasite because had Tarantino won the screenplay, 
Then I could see maybe one more award for Hollywood, but, uh, you know, it came out in the summer. And so, you know, the momentum was stalled. I'm glad Brad Pitt won. I'm glad I got production design. But I, I sensed this Parasite thing coming about a week and a half ago, and I just think it's a little better film than 1917. I mean, 1917 is, a again, would have been a fine choice in 2018 or 2017 over Green Book or Shape of Water. But it got involved in a three-way tough race this year between three films that will probably go down as great films looking back. All three of them, I think, will. You know, it's funny because we had uh, I did news and views this morning, and we had some textures saying, you know, that uh, Goodfellas should have won over Dances with Wolves. And I talked about how I liked mm-hmm. I, I liked Goodwill Hunting over Titanic, but I, Titanic was such a, you know, mega you know yeah. super so that happens right you can have three good films it's it's kind of like football yeah. in a way where you can have really three good really really good teams and they have this one team that kind of walks through you know college football can be that way too where mm-hmm. you just got a lot Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl <laughs> yeah that type of yeah. thing <laughs> I, you I might- think an interesting an interesting subplot Derek and all this was how the momentum of the Irishman just stalled right uh it just the New York film critics gave it their best picture award. And of course, you know, Scorsese's from New York and you're, you're seeing these early awards and you're like, boy, this, this film must be awesome. So I sat down and watched it on Netflix and it was fine. But I was like, why do people think this is one of Scorsese's five or six best films? Um, It just, it just, when it became the butt of jokes at award shows that it was too long, remember all the jokes, right? That's when I knew that film was in trouble because all of a sudden the genie was out of the bottle that that film sputtered to a final half hour non-climactic ending. You know, it's De Niro in the nursing home, not trying to give stuff away here. And there's just no drama in that last half hour. And I think because the film ended up on Netflix, Scorsese felt the freedom to not edit himself. Right. And sometimes it's good to edit yourself. There's a reason some scenes don't make the final cut. And I bet that film would have been 40 minutes shorter had it been in theaters, but he went the Netflix route, which I think got more eyeballs on it. But in the end, I think it hurt its chances of winning some awards. I really do. Well, I don't think it's one of his five or six best films. I, I have friends that absolutely worship him and he is a great film director, but I think they're blinded a little bit by the fact that this film is just, it's just way too long. And the de-aging process on De Niro, I think, was hit and miss. You know, he still walked like a 70-year-old man in those early scenes. And so that was partly successful, part part not successful. Do you think that, I mean, there is kind of a little bit of a Netflix pushback, though, too, isn't there? I mean, I think there's a lot of well, peers that want to see it on the big screen before anything else. Well, Marriage Story, you know, they got an award last night. Right. Irishman didn't. So I, I don't know if there's a pushback because Roma got director last year and that was on netflix i just think the film was too long and i think that a lot of people once they got away from that film for a while a lot of the academy voters said okay we'll give marty another directing nomination but he's not going to win because that film needed to be trimmed by 30 to 35 minutes and that's that's his fault that's on him and i think the majority of academy members just thought that film was way too long and needed to be shorter and I think he paid the price. He sat there all night. <laughs> you know, his film got no awards, but he got a lot of praise from people. And he was a, he was a good sport about the whole thing. But uh, in a year when you have Parasite, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Irishman is not in that class. It's just not. 
You know, you mentioned you like Brad Pitt as a supporting actor. I, I think it oh, was yeah. pretty much a Joaquin Phoenix pretty much had that locked up for a while. Any other mm-hmm. surprises or you think snubs when it comes to that? Or uh, No, the acting boards went all according to what they should have been. As I, I think I mentioned to you on your previous time I was on, the supporting actress category kind of got mangled. Uh, I think Zhao Shuzhen from The Farewell should have been in there, Jalo from Hustlers. Uh, the actress who played the sister in Parasite, Park So Dam, I think she should have been nominated. Uh, you know, Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Charlotte Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, they, I don't think they should have been in there. So that was a category that was Laura Dern's to lose, and then, of course, she won. Other than that, not a lot of surprises. Uh, Parasite not winning film editing was a minor surprise. That went to Ford versus Ferrari. Um but Bong Joon-ho held four Oscars in his hands by the end of the night. That's a that's a phenomenal evening that not many people have ever done. Very nice. And you said that you you and I agree Selma Hayek will always be in love with her. I mean, that's oh. <laughs> she is stunning. St- I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm married, but that is a stunning woman. There's no question about it. And uh, you were, you like the I'm gonna say. That's all I'm going to say. You like you like well, that's all we can say, right? And uh, you, we're not alone. And Eminem's performance was really rock solid, huh? I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. You know, and I'm not a big rapper, but that was kind of surprising and He's talented, yeah. Singing along to it and uh so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm I was okay with that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh the Richard Jewell movie? I didn't see it. You haven't I seen it? I'm not a fan of Clint Eastwood as a director. I think it's time to take the car keys away. I think, I think <laughs> the films are, and I don't mean to, I don't mean that uh, degradingly. I just think he needs help, and he needs someone to get more takes, more cover video. Um, I, I have not liked any of his films in recent years. I think I think they're they come off like cookie cutter movies, and I just had no desire to see it. Very like I could already see, I could already see in my mind what it was going to be like. It was going to be just like, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Grand Torino and and Changeling and Jersey Boys and Three Fifteen to Paris and Sully and all the ones that have come in the last ten twelve years. They're just kind of the same movie, you know. There's no there's no inventiveness to, to any of them. Very interesting. You know? That's, it, just, that's just my view on it. So. Yeah, because I know that's an unpopular view because a lot of people like Grand Torino, but um, I knew people that knew people that were in that movie, and there was rarely a second or third take, and these actors needed much more coaching, and they didn't get it. Interesting. So, yep. Very good. Well, Matt, thanks so much. Uh, anything else yep. out there that we should go see right now? Uh, well, most. Some of those movies are still in the theater. Parasite's back at the Fargo Theater. So, yeah. again, if you missed Parasite the first time, I, you know, it, it, it's just a lot of people, it's hard to walk into a theater and, and read subtitles for two hours. I get that. It's tough, and some people just won't cross that line. But this is a line I think people should cross. It was a history-making night with a foreign-language film-winning Best Picture, and it's very accessible to mainstream general audiences. Very good. Hey, thanks so much, Matt. I do appreciate okay. it. We'll talk to you soon. Matt lean with us here on Couch Potato Radio. Let's uh, quickly get to Bud. Bud, sorry, I almost missed you there before the break. We got about 90 seconds. What's up? Well, I was going to ask Matt about that Richard he's still, Jewell. He's still there. Hold on. Oh, and I missed Bud. Oh, nah, I, I screwed that whole thing up. That was a total mess up. You've tried to do too many shows today, Derek, and now look where <laughs> we got really, us. really, really yeah. bad. <laughs> 
mean, that was, <laughs> I tried to get them out at the same time and I lost both of them. So Matt and Bud, I apologize. It's been a long day. I think his question was, how come his Matt's Class B documentary wasn't uh, on the list for awards this year? That so. was pretty good. Still one of the great ones. You bet. I love that uh, The Bison, that show he Bison did. UND thing was pretty good, yeah, too. Yeah, it was good, too. All right, more to come here. Couch Potato Radio, Derek Hansen, KFGO.